what do you what do you what do you hate about? Said him? holy shit, I hate being poor, dude. Holy fucking shit, I hate being poor. I, I mean, I feel like oh. Yeah, it's, I've heard that that's a pretty common... What, what, what's going on right now for you? Well, no, 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 no. I, Wait. Should, I should be specific. I'm not I'm not poor. That's that's offensive to actual poor people. <laughs> I'm not one of them. It's like Trump saying, I started with nothing. Just my daddy's billion-dollar loan. <laughs> Small loan. <laughs> no, but what's going I, I on? Hate being, I hate being lower-middle-class guy. As my therapist would say, your pain is still valid. Don't care for that. <laughs> <laughs> Don't care for that at all. <laughs> is that what your therapist tells you? Yeah, yeah. Your pain is still valid. I guess, I mean, I guess that's a valid statement. <laughs> I don't know. I've disagreed with my therapist and they're, anytime I do, they're just like, all right. <laughs> you know, therapists aren't there to like prove their point or anything. They're just there to... Oh. Yeah, say things true. yeah and get paid a lot a lot um, quite good a bit for them. Mm-hmm. good for them yeah good on my insurance your pain um, is still valid i guess they probably they whip that out of their pocket whenever you try to compare your shit to other people's shit yeah yeah, yeah. if you say yeah you know i feel so ungrateful because i'm complaining about this when the poor people in africa are starving or you know something like that and, yeah everyone has their own scale i guess according to which they're suffering measures or not yeah so i guess i don't know what maybe it's like wrong. the the worst thing that's ever that's ever happened to you that's that's like the the end of your scale whereas the worst thing that's happened to other people that's the that's the edge of their scale mm-hmm. so it uh, it really quite a spectrum i imagine and i think that's why art and movies and books are so important so we can like have perspective a little bit like oh that's, uh, yeah that's exactly sander clegane's exactly. life is significantly worse than mine right now <laughs> <laughs> and he's fictional so you better fucking yeah. put your shit together <laughs> yeah exactly yeah but well, uh, what, the, what's, what's going on oh sorry no uh well what's going on i mean it's my shitty laptop that's why oh, i was making yeah. comments about being poor yeah i have a shitty laptop from work and it uh it took me a while to boot it up just now so yeah, it's awful. Um, yeah. I guess lower middle class is this weird, this weird, um, it's like a weird area where you don't qualify for any extra help. Uh, like if you were actual lower class, like making, I think it's, well, it depends on your area, right? What qualifies you. But I think, I think so, like yeah. usually under 30 or like under 25. Maybe I'm overestimating. I don't know. I'm not sure, um, man. I definitely have been there, but I was in Shawnee, Oklahoma, making under thirty. So, yeah, that's different than making under thirty in San Antonio, Texas. No kidding. Yeah, but lower middle class is weird because, yeah, like I said, you don't you don't qualify for any extra help, and you have barely enough to scratch by but you don't have money for like anything extra. Right. It's uh, it's very strange because it's uh, institutions and government and education and all sorts of other uh, businesses will consider you like someone with means, but it doesn't feel like you're with means. Yeah. Clearly whoever's making the rules has no real 
sense of what people are dealing with no empathy no like yeah for instance uh do you know preschool is not free wait, wait e sorry. public school no, no no preschool preschool is free free preschool but you can only qualify for preschool if your child if one of your income is like lower i think um i made like I made like 20 grand more a year than would qualify me to for my kids to have free preschool. Otherwise I have to pay for private preschool, which is a thousand dollars a month. And so if you went to pub, Oh, so you were, and you were trying to go private. Uh, well, no, I was trying to go, I was trying to get my kid uh, public preschool, uh, preschool. Okay. but public preschool, which free preschool is only for people who are lower, there's a few, there's a, a myriad of ways you can qualify, but like if they're special needs or if they're ESL, that's English as a second language, um, you know, lower income family, uh, there might be a few other qualifications. Basically, I don't qualify because I make too much. So and if you sent it to public, you'd still be paying? No, like I straight up, they just won't accept. Like we try to plan everywhere. We realize, oh. oh, wait a minute, like that it's not free. We don't get the access to, to free public education gotcha. and regardless of our income until hits kindergarten. Interesting. That doesn't mix. Um, I'm trying to and see fun, how that makes sense. Well, and fun fact, San Antonio, when I first nope. moved here, uh, childless, uh, moved here childless to San Antonio, I remember seeing all these billboards for, uh, oh yeah, support this proposition to, you know, uh, have a little extra taxes for free preschool for everyone, regardless of blah, 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 free preschool for everyone. And I'm, and I remember hearing like, got fucking fucked. Like there was a huge campaign against it. People did not want their taxes raised for it. And, uh, I just remember going, oh, what's going on, you know, voting and shit. And now it's actually affected me. So yeah, you're like, maybe I should have <laughs> signed that proposition. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. but you, you and I both know, I don't, I don't vote. Isn't it true though? You can't really have empathy. Yeah. You don't vote. <laughs> you can't really have empathy or like care about voting for things that don't affect you. It's hard to anyway. Like very hard. it's, it's very hard. near impossible for our, you, our puny human. Do you vote? Capacity. Uh, I'll vote for the president, but I don't you vote, vote for the president, for... but you don't vote for any like local shit. I have no, I don't think I've ever no. done that. Have you ever been summoned for jury duty? Mm -mm. Have you? No, I have. Oh, how'd have. that go? Well, uh, it's still going on. We're supposed to have a verdict today. No, I'm just kidding. Oh. <laughs> <The Amber. laughs> I was going to ask. <laughs> Wouldn't that be wild? Dude. And you, wouldn't you like not be able to talk about it? Oh, I'd be fucking sequestered. I think Yeah. Like, the yeah. level of but uh yeah no, i was i was summoned and i was like uh fuck that and so i looked up like oh wait, you skirted jury duty no yeah for sure but legally cool. um oh, at the okay. time i was staying at home with uh with my kid and then working oh, evenings i'm gonna move to guatemala <laughs> for a little bit <laughs> well i literally like showed up at the courthouse downtown san antonio and was like how the fuck you guys get me like i don't even register to vote motherfuckers <laughs> I'm not on the map. <laughs> I'm off the grid. <laughs> they got me, but I literally showed up with like my one-year-old child, and I was just like, "I'm I'm a caretaker of a child." Like, oh, so you still showed here. up to like prove your point, though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I showed up legally. Otherwise, you know, it's probably I don't know. I don't know what they'll do to me. Now, um, yeah, 
uh, my second my 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 plan B was you know get someone for jury duty and then say the n word and then get out of it. <laughs> <laughs> one way or another you were getting out of it. That's that's the word that gets me out of anything. I just had that in my back pocket all time. Or into like, a lot of shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, depends where you are. I could get you out of life. <laughs> But white people, we have that in our back pocket. Like, we ever want to just self-destruct our entire lives? Like, yeah. There it is. There it is. Right you, there. Think su- you think suicide will get you out of things? No. <laughs> <laughs> you just have a word. Way easier. It's true, man. It's true. I guess Louis C.K. can say it because he's a Mexican. Now that uh, we... <laughs> did, you, did you catch the heat? They bleeped it out when he said Yes, it? I did. He, he still doesn't give a fuck. I mean, he lost, pretty, I mean, he lost like, so much. I mean lost so much that sounds kind of well his reputation but... tanked his reputation's in the shitter still yeah yeah he can never he, he's never gonna play stadiums he's never gonna have shows like he did like on hbo max and but boohoo he's still way doing way better than we are <laughs> yeah oh he always yeah probably always will be realistically yeah yeah but yeah, yeah uh i don't know how we got here but but yeah, they got um, jury duty. Oh yeah, we were talking voting. about poverty and stuff. We were talking about this at the pool with some friends about how like systems um, just are created where there's these like I was looking at Glassdoor at different companies trying to figure out like my career path because I was thinking about trying to be at a re- like a, uh, a remote account manager where I could kind of have the freedom to live wherever I want. But then I realized like that's a career ending job in a sense. Like that'll I mean sure you might make 120k, but that's all you will ever make if you because. Once you, at least in Phillips, it might not be true for other companies. Like when you're an account manager, it's really hard to break into back into the corporate world and become like maybe a sales director, you know, move further up the chain. And I, my target is like higher than that now. So I'm like, okay, I don't want to get stuck out in the field somewhere, driving around, get making all the money for the company, just making, you know, whatever set pay I can make. So, um, all that to say, I was looking at Glassdoor and saw these companies and like the ELT members are executive vice presidents seven to 800k and then you have the architects who made like a million yeah and then the gap from there to the next position down which i think was fpna director or something like that was um like two to three hundred k like literally it was like four hundred thousand dollar difference between like the highest echelon and below and that and that's the system that we're just sort of in, in this capitalist economy. I was talking to James and he's like, yeah, you sound like you're moving more communist. Cause I do feel like more and more I'm like, fuck these big corporations, like fuck their leaders and like their greed and their, no one needs that kind of money. Like how do they get, a, how does, you know, we fought and got a minimum wage, which is not livable really. The minimum wage isn't even really livable. Um, no, no. So I, all that to just, I just wanted to... But then there's the there. Republican rebuttals like it never was meant to be, right? It was supposed to be a transitional, you know, entry level when you're a kid. That is their rebuttal. Minimum wage. Right, yeah, minimum rebuttal. wage is supposed to be for that. And then their rebuttal is, um, I actually talked to someone and they were like, oh yeah, we'll just move to a different company then. But they're, they're all set up like this. Like, unless I start my own company and then get greedy and take all the money for myself. That's the only way I can bust into that upper echelon and make that kind of money. That how much money, me. how much money is enough for you? You think my goal would be around 200. Yeah. I think that's my like full goal, like two to 300, somewhere around there. Like I would like a nice house. I would like a spacious house somewhere. Nice mm-hmm. long-term, like at the end of the game. I just learned that my uncle was making uh, 250 a year 
what was his uh, position second i i haven't asked my aunt yet uh, he, he died but just um, recently yeah two years ago okay during, dur- during the pandemic he's like he was like in his 80s you might have told me about this at the time yeah but he um i'm just learning like more about like what he was doing but he owned like multiple properties he was Is this like the in uncle 80s. in california was he in california yeah is uh he's uncle by marriage because he's he's oh. a uh he he married my mom's sister okay. and he's a mexican he's a mexican he was a mexican-american um, okay and he uh yeah my aunt just casually mentioned like she was talking to me about uh what he like how he made sure that his family was stable and blah 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 and she was like just casually like offhand I was like oh he's making like 250 a year and which i guess is like like decent middle class in california because mm-hmm. uh, i didn't know this but she and then she was like now she's managing his stuff and like all his properties apparently they have properties in oregon and missouri and all this bullshit i'm just like what the fuck mm-hmm. and i and i forget really quickly like that i'm lower middle class and i grew up lower middle class my family but both my mom and dad came from middle to upper class they just both were terrible at financial management were they terrible at financial management or did they not have jobs that raked in more money or they were terrible at financial management and they moved you know 20 times in 20 years and uh my mom she had partial ownership of a getaway cabin she had partial ownership of condos and apartments and she all she sold her shares and just fucking you know on on moving and her harebrained ideas and uh, mm. not good <laughs> but, uh, but my aunt she she has a house in silicon valley and and she was uh, and i was talking to her and she's like, oh, yeah, I just sold, um, you know, one of my properties just to, you know, liquidate some stuff and uh, invest elsewhere. And uh, I was like, how much did you, how much did you, how much did you sell it for? She was like, oh, like four mil. And I was like, what the fuck? And where like, is she moving to? Oh, she, she lives in Silicon Valley. She didn't sell her actual living place. She just sold one of her rental properties. Fuck. Mm-hmm. So that's like what you're maybe perhaps your your parents could have that's well it just yeah no because uh my i grew up in a suburb right outside of silicon valley and my parents bought the house for uh dirt and then right before the tech boom they sold it and moved to the south uh, yeah yeah not, not a great plan imagine if they had held on to that property which was just like two bedroom thousand foot like nothing in a cul-de-sac right yeah the millions oh like that i'm sure that that same house is probably worth yeah at least a million or two yeah just the location alone yeah silicon mm-hmm. valley yeah wow dude that's wild so i it just kind of shocks me since i grew up insulated by lower middle class upbringing and then whenever i talk to my other relatives like oh you guys are doing exceptionally well <laughs> yeah dude that's uh i have a cousin like that he's an actuary and lives in like phoenix and he's he has a pool in his backyard nice grill he just had his first kid i mean there's just these people who are just you know they're just going to be successful for life and he's he's always traveling always on a new adventure Mm -hmm. um yeah well in my in my 
deceased uncle's defense, I think he worked for every dime he had. Mm-hmm. Uh, his father was a former welterweight, I want to say champion. Was it welter or featherweight? It might have been featherweight because they were, they were not very big men. But his father was a former boxer. Mm. And I can't imagine a, a Mexican boxer was probably making too much, even if he was a champion at one mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. As far back as that was, which was probably early 1900s. He was truly doing it for passion at the time, most likely. Yeah, I, I met him. I met so I met my uncle's grandfather while he was uh, dying of Alzheimer's. Uh, I went over to help. I went over to work. <laughs> I went uh, work, quote unquote, like uh, it was right before I would go over to the summer in Kentucky and I needed some spending money. And so I uh, came up with the idea, like I'd go over to my uncle's and aunt's house and like work for them for like two weeks and get some spending money. So like I was just doing housework, like I was caulking, learned what yep. caulking was. Yep. Have we had this, exp- have we had this distinction before? Maybe. Uh, I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. But I remember it was every day he would go and check on his dad and like, you know, feed him and, and, uh, and like check on him wherever he was living. He would, I think his dad was like, he didn't put that on you to take care of him. No, no, no. But I would tag along. I was like oh. 15. And uh, I remember just uh, reintroducing myself every day. It was yeah. really, <laughs> it was yeah. really wild. I've never did seen he, that before. Did he, ha- did your uncle have to reintroduce himself every day? Yes. Uh, his father did not know who he was. Okay. Uh, yeah, not a single uh, flicker of recognition. Every day I was just like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> you know, I've heard a lot of people say, oh, that sounds so heartbreaking to imagine my, you know, my partner, my so, a relative not being able to remember me. Part of me is like, I don't know if that would really suck that much. It's like, actually, I would if, still love them. So it's like, why would I? I don't know. It's, ac- it, it's actually it not suck. as heartbreaking as it is um, frustrating. It's like, God damn it, I just introduced myself. Frustrating, yeah. uh, angering, uh, you get burnt out, caretakers get burnt out. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, usually people with dementia like get really mean. Like, they say some real yes. vile shit. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes it's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> and other times it will kill you. Sometimes you it's, deep. it's like, we never wanted you. All right, Dad. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's... Uh... <laughs> 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 your mother should have swallowed you all right cool. uh, here's your cereal yeah. i'm gonna hold your head under the bathtub <laughs> <laughs> you're you're half the size you were dad <laughs> be careful now dad <laughs> yeah um, it's tough i have a grandmother with dementia right now um mm. she's like she had a thing where she's like clogging the toilet for a little bit um other than that it's just been it hasn't been aggravating for me because i'm not around it all the time but i'm sure for like my mom taking care of her it's probably pretty oh, frustrating it's super super aggravating yeah super, uh it's like debilitating like mentally mm-hmm. for for people to take care of them because uh i mean it's like they're that's not the person you knew anymore like, yeah that's, you're taking care of an asshole <laughs> honestly yeah dude i mean i don't know what stage your grandmother is it's pretty it's it's not good i mean it's at that point where like the meds they provide for it don't really help a whole lot you know there's nothing we can do i'm sure maybe in 100 years we'll have something hey are you watching um love death and robots never kind of like black mirror on netflix 
there's an episode where it talks about uh, like the having having a serum or something that makes us live forever. Pretty interesting episode. Um, yeah, you I might mean, actually I'm... like that show if you like Black Mirror and you kind of like trippy mind fucks and yeah, pretty, yeah. really amazing animation. I mean, that's ultimately humanity's goal. Like the what, what do they call the it? Fountain elixir, of Youth? We've been talking the, about this for a while. Elixir, the elixir of immortality. Like that's, yeah, it's been on the menu for quite some I'm, time. <laughs> I'm sure we're gonna figure it out. Yeah, like eventually. Mm-hmm. That's that's the that's that's the end goal. Yeah, by then there's just a lot of things that we just won't be able to enjoy. You know, that's just the truth of it. Yeah. Man, sucks for the guys who like die right before it's discovered. <laughs> <laughs> we just found out. Clear. It's like the TV is like on, right? It's like you're fading away. It's Breaking like, news. Just now, like released to the public. Shit. <laughs> Who's that? Um, who's that? Louis C.K. in the president's thing. He kept mentioning that that famous um, reporter, uh, Hunter S. Thompson. No, it's like a name that was like a start with a W or something. And he was he was the one who announced the I think maybe the moon landing. Oh, what did he? He announced oh, like, Walter Cronkite. Yeah, yeah. It's like somehow Walter Cronkite's on the screen. Like we now have the elixir for immortality. <laughs> I do that that some of this shit that Lucy K is saying and that has been like wow emotionally impactful. Yeah, yeah. No, the guy's yeah. the guy's not um he's not shallow. No. Uh, you can accuse him like he's definitely a pervert. Oh, for um, sure. Definitely yeah. definitely seedy. Yeah. But just like he pointed out with Nixon, like Nixon definitely the dream criminal. we had about Nixon. <laughs> Imagine like being a vulnerable young young child and just dream the, the president comes to your house and gets on one knee is like, hey son. Hey Louis. Give him a big old pair of so, so funny. <laughs> and nah. then the whole time his parents see these pictures of Nixon on his wall and they like, he's not a good person, man. Like <laughs> imagine if like your childhood he well, I guess a lot of our childhood heroes turned out to be pieces of shit. Like so. I mean that's the whole point. I mean, yeah. I, I, every every president is, is uh, every president is you know a horrible person, but they've also done lasting things to help. Every person's us. a horrible person on some level. Yeah, and I think that's what Zoomers and I guess millennials too, because that's partially our obsession is like uncovering like how shitty everyone is in the back. Yeah, we love doing that, don't we? But it's like uh, I think we just have to accept like we're all we're all shitty and mm-hmm. thank god we can't read minds because yeah, we've all yeah. thought really shitty shitty things louis ck going back to him he has he had that old bit where he um he's he has that mild racism where he's talking about himself he has that mild racism where he's in a gas station and a black guy comes in with a hoodie and louis just tells himself everything's fine yeah, yeah. it's fine everything's yeah. why would i even why would i even no, everything's fine yeah. <laughs> you yeah. just have these these weird thoughts and it's just yeah. that's you you have these thoughts like it's it's okay i have thoughts of murder like every day yeah do i too. act on it maybe so yeah what i'm yeah. trying to say is everyone has light and dark exactly that's exactly <laughs> right join our patreon for more on that on Patreon. <laughs> yeah that was good um 
feels like, dude, it feels like we've been talking for half an hour, doesn't it? Does it? <laughs> Feelings? <laughs> I think I'm just tired today, man. Like we stay, I've been drinking this whole weekend and tonight I ended up drinking some uh, leftover pina colada I made. I made it real fresh. fresh. Man, nothing like a good pina colada, man. It's so good if you do it right. It's amazing. People like incredible. It's one, it's one of those drinks that you kind of forget that it's yeah. good because it just doesn't sound super like it sounds like, oh, it's kind of like a sugary like it sounds like overly sugary sounds too thick it sounds like heavy on the stomach yep. but then once you try a really good one you're just like wait a minute i should be drinking this every fucking day of my life yeah yeah they're so good man. so fucking good what and it's uh, summer man summer's here it's back we're back to my favorite time of year in houston i know a lot of people hate houston summer um i did when i first moved here and now I'm at the pool every fucking day, dude. Yeah, that's what you're supposed to do. What, Always at how, the fucking pool. What temperature does it get in Houston? Uh, I think today uh, it was like, like, felt like 95. Yeah, so San Antonio humid, is very like, humid today. Very humid. You guys, are, I think, are more humid because you guys are more east. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You guys have like, you guys have polar trees. You have thicker foliage. Yeah. We have like a weird kind of desert. Yep. It's like, like a mix, right? Like quasi, like it's like a quasi desert climate because it, it gets cool in the night like yeah it's kind of dryish even there. in the it's weird yeah it, even in the mornings that's what i love about san antonio so like people are like oh my gosh it gets so hot in the day you can't do anything you can't go outside it's always going to be 100 105 which is true like do not yeah. fucking do anything in no yes yeah, yeah yeah but uh as long as you do stuff before 10 a.m it's great mm-hmm. dude the mornings yeah. are amazing yeah they're amazing here yeah, dude. It doesn't matter if the day turns out to be 110 later. If you go out for a walk between, you know, 7 a.m. and 10 a.m., you're going to have a great time. And, dude, I love about here is that a lot of days in the summer here are, are overcast. And if it does rain, it'll rain. It's almost like tropical. It'll rain for a couple hours really hard, and then it's over. Um, That's Houston nice. Rains. We don't get quite that, many, that much rain. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's not daily for us. It's not daily tropical, I guess, truly, but like a lot of summer days in Houston are kind of cloudy. So the sun's not, you know, just constantly beating down on you here. And uh, there's a breeze too, to kind of help. I feel like in Phoenix, you just, you just bake like, um, and yeah, it's true that the shade is 15 degrees cooler, but 120. So you're still in 105. <laughs> you're still <laughs> and there, dead. And you can't sweat because it's so dry out. So you're just baking. You know, there's just this. No, actually, I think you, you do sweat because it's dry. Humidity oh, really? can't sweat. Because Clogging humidity the means there's, there's moisture in the air. So there's no room for your moisture to leave. I sweat a lot more in Houston than I did when I went really? to Phoenix, but I wasn't in Phoenix in the dead of summer. Well, that's, it was like well, that's, what, well that's what it is. You so. feel the sweat because it stays on your body. Yeah, the definitely humidity. stays in your body. Yeah. Uh, in Phoenix, you don't feel Dries the up. sweat. Mm-hmm. It, it evaporates like, like that. Gotcha. That's, that's gotcha. what it is. Interesting. Um, I scored lowest on science. And you, were, you were in <laughs> <laughs> You you lived in Phoenix for a bit, right? Lowest category. No, uh, just passed through. Um, Damn it, dude! Every I, there's times. I've struck out twice on this. I, I think I said you lived somewhere else the other day, and you were like, "Nope, never, never in my life." Um, yeah, passed so. through a lot of places. Mm-hmm. No, I just pretty much since I know how much you've moved. If there's a place I'm thinking about moving to or visiting, I, I'll just be like, "Hey, you've lived here, right?" I mean, I have over over 60 percent i have over a 60 percent chance of at least knowing what the state is like yeah peripherally yeah yeah so we still need to go to kentucky and try all those breweries 
yes, we need to do the bourbon trail yeah. and we need to do it soon. Fuck. Mm-hmm. I mean, when I get more money. <laughs> Same, which, you know, probably in the I'm next be, 15 years, maybe we'll be cleaned there. out. We cleaned out. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. oh, well. I, I really been wanting to go up to the Garrison Brothers distillery and grab their Laguna Madre, but that'll have to wait. I'll have to wait, man. Now, how first. far is that from you? Is that in 15 minutes, 30 Hour minutes? and a half. Okay, a little bit off there. Yeah, yeah it's <laughs> yeah, it's like an hour and a half north. Okay, okay. Mm. I didn't know there's a time limit on this thing. You know, they. I think they fucked us. They started making, because the two-person meeting, you you could go as long as you wanted when you were recording. And then the three, the three person interview, you would have to get cut off at 30 minutes. So now it's pretty much, I think it's forcing me to upgrade to pro. I'll do it probably next time for next episode. Maybe this one would just have to do a short one today. What do, um, like what? Aggravating. Yeah, it is. Like what, there's gotta be like a better program for podcasters mm-hmm. that that's, you know, like compatible with like video and audio and, no I'll do a little research this week and see what some of the others are try. using. Yeah, but the thing is, the the nice ones are probably, I'm guessing, got a price tag. And if we're getting five views an episode, I mean, how much <laughs> do we want to invest? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I've always had the mentality of, like, if one of our podcasts like blows up or something, like, then I'll probably start investing. But um, I want to focus more on like the content. <laughs> you know, blows up. <laughs> You know, I mean, you know, ten views instead of four. Yeah, hundred fifty percent increase. Explosion. Just yeah. You watch anything good lately, or what? Um, Star Wars. We're, I know you and I are on the same page there. Oh yeah, Obi Wan. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. surprising everyone with how good it is. Yeah, it's it's been great. Yeah, I got I got some nice darkness in it that it most does. Star Wars doesn't really have. Mm-hmm. With that uh, homeless veteran clone. That was like a little like I was like oh shit okay shit like that. Do you remember that when uh, he's on the planet looking for you know, spoilers on the that planet he comes out of his hermitage looking for Princess Leia and then he turns and sees this old clone trooper who has his helmet out and is like spare you know some change for a warm meal for a veteran and you're just like oh shit I think so. It's coming back to me. <laughs> no, it's not. You're, you're so full of shit. You weren't paying attention at all. You're on your phone. Fucking piece of shit. Fucking piece of shit on your phone. God, Shorzy's been good. Yeah. I'm like, I cried at the end of that first season, dude. I'm not even <laughs> really? kidding you. Really? The part, yeah. And I'm like, it's supposed to be a comedy. Why am I crying? There is that part when uh, they like went out and just said, let's give them the lumber, you know, and yeah. then they just, because they know they're going to lose. So then they just start attacking with their attacking with their sticks and stuff just and playing play. as dirty as fucking possible yeah, playing dirty hockey and uh yeah man something about that like because you know how much shores he wants to win and how he hates but, like, fucking losing yeah he hates fucking losing yeah he doesn't care about winning he just hates losing. dude have you ever met someone like that Mm-mm. where they are just hyper competitive they cannot stand i've met hyper competitive but i've never heard anybody phrase it like that like I don't care about winning. I just hate losing. I've never heard that statement like that, but yeah, I think I've seen the mentality. Have you, well, I mean, how much team sports did you play growing up? Quite a, quite a bit. Yeah. You never met anyone like that where they just like lost their shit every loss. Coaches did. <laughs> I yeah, didn't really, for sure. a lot, cause I feel like most of us as kids, I wasn't in leagues where we were like 
you know. Oh, you never did league stuff? No, I did do leagues, but like, I don't think any of the kids had the mentality of like, I'm going places or maybe I'm just forgetful, bro. Like I have a really shitty memory. Really, man. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I grew up playing. Well, maybe I guess because I played a lot of little league in the South and I also played hockey Mm -hmm. in the South. Dude, I I, I swear a lot. Yeah, I didn't know you played hockey. Yeah, I was in. I played like street hockey, you know, like growing up and stuff. But nice. Mm-hmm. You never met like pissed a my pants. Pissed my pants during a game. No way. Yeah, really? yeah. I don't know why. Tell I didn't me just, about like, that. Tell me about I, that. I pissed my pants, and I got off the. F- I was crying. I must have been like seven or eight, and my mom, I, hmm. I guess, took me back home. I mean, there's not much to the story, you know. Oh. I just I pissed myself. Uh, I I sh- I knew I had to go, and I was like too embarrassed i guess to ask my coach to go to the bathroom i don't i don't remember huh. but yeah man um did that there's yeah. a, some pissing stories in my family my sister she just like really? one time just like we were on the back porch she just starts peeing and then we started laughing at her and she starts crying and uh yeah that's huh. that happened that also happened that also happened mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. happened but uh, as well to, i don't remember you know i don't <laughs> i just don't remember anybody after i remember like you don't coaches, you never ran, here's the, you what never ran into someone into. who's like super toxic. The coaches were always the most competitive. They were always the one that we had coaches that would just chew kids out, man. Like and the okay, kid, yeah, the kid same, like same. and the coach the kid would just be crying. Um, there was that movie. I don't remember. I think it was a Michael Jordan movie. And there's, there's no that crying scene. in baseball. Do you remember this movie where there's that basketball scene where the coach just keeps lot throwing this the basketball at a kid's face? What's that fucking movie? He, the kid fucked up during the game in the movie. The coach was just mad, and the kid's crying, and the coach just keeps chucking basketballs at his face. I wish I could remember what this was, but that Dude, scene kind of stuck with familiar. me because I—that's the kind of shit I can relate to—is like coaches losing their fucking minds. Over, well, the first like, time I was ever league. cussed, the first time I was ever cussed out by a grown man was was uh, in team sports for sure. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Okay. I remember. Okay. Uh, my my hockey coach, uh, he, as he always said, like in his team speeches, like I haul oil and gas for a living. Hmm. Like that was his like refrain. Like I haul oil and gas for haul? a living. Like I haul. haul it. Yeah, he haul. He's a truck driver. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So he's not tough, very successful he's, the way I see he's it. A tough no, guy. But... I mean, he he's a volunteer. Oh, um, oh Jesus, coach. Oh, but okay. he was I thought the, you said the, a volunteer truck driver. I was like, no, why? No, no. <laughs> so like you know, he coached and then yeah. you know. But, he coached the youth league uh, for Owensboro, Kentucky, which is where Giant Dose born. Hashtag uh, Amber Turd. But, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, he was the first grown man who ever cussed me out. Uh, huh. But uh, but I, 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 I met people, I met young boys my age who were just hyper. You know what I just realized, bro? The reason mm-hmm. this experience doesn't exist for me is because I went to seminary at 14. That's why, they, dude. Because every all the sports up to 13, they're not competitive enough to really give a fuck, mm-hmm. uh, except for the coaches. But once I hit seminary, dude, there were weird rules in seminary. when we, We'd play sports every day, but we called our own fouls. And then, like, if you lost, you were supposed to cheer for the other team. Um, you were not allowed to, like, get super pissed or anything. Like there were a ton of fucking sports rules we had, so I we we like f- repressed all that shit. That's that's what I grew up with. Okay, so shit, now because I bet for you in high school sports is where you got to see all that real shit come to life. I'm guessing. I, I don't know. I saw it pretty young. Little you league in okay. little league, little league in Kentucky is. I I, uh, I saw parents 
storm onto the yeah, field and I've seen that like too, try to parents, feed, yeah. try to try to fight uh, umpires. I saw, uh, I, I've seen kids like um, like Shorzy uh, uh, break their sticks in two hmm. on the ice. Damn, dude! Um, I never saw that. It's crazy. I, I've seen. I saw kids my age break down and like sob after losing the game, hmm. uh, throw shit. And I could never relate to it because I didn't think uh, I never found sports. Uh, and I, I all my life I thought I wasn't competitive, but um, I'm very competitive when it comes to making money. But um, I think you're sports, probably competitive. Yeah. With sports, I don't. I didn't give a fuck, and I was always like, like after we lost the championship game in Kentucky, I think we were like 11, and uh, like the our coach was like in tears, like our like my whole team was like in tears, like angry, like throwing shit. And I was just like, it was a great time, guys. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just, no I'm just way. Like, I was like, I'm just they happy probably to be hated here. You, dude. I was just like, guys, I'm just happy to be here. Like, I'm homeschooled. <laughs> this is my only. And like, you were sincere. You weren't like putting it on. No, like uh, I remember the coach literally like went up to the other kid from the other team who like hit the grand slam that won, and was like, "You just had to fucking hit that ball, didn't you?" Damn. I was like. If you were that kid, you'd be like, "Yeah, I did." <laughs> Fuck yeah, I did. What can I say? Hit, ball, hit balls and spit bubble gum. I'm all out of bubble gum, bitch. <laughs> Dude, that's that's crazy, bro. Like, didn't did not grow up like that. I mean, I did have parents storm the field. I did have my coaches lose their minds, but I never saw my like teammates really do that. Uh, I had experiences of winning. Like we are, I had one great team, and we won the series, and that was great. But um, and I, I felt that, but in, I was in sports. I also didn't care about, so I can relate to you on like, like on swim team, we'd lose. I'd be like, all right, I'd yeah. miss my fucking, my parents would be so pissed. We'd wait like for hours in the heat of Houston. And I'd like fucking miss my, my call to go up to do one of the, this, the, the races. Dude, yeah. I missed my call as well. Like a <laughs> track and field. I did that shit all the time. I was playing hacky sack with the Oh pros. dude, imagine you're going to have to experience that with your kids, man. Imagine that'll suck. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, can't focus. No, no, we're not good at that guy. Amazing. Is it going to cut off or what's what's going to yeah, happen? Yeah, it'll, it'll just like abruptly, no warning, cut us off. Yeah. That sucks, man. That I sucks. Think. 